0: all right welcome to pixel splitters everyone the show where two guys voice their opinions about all things media and tech we are your hosts my name is josh
1: and my name is Willis.
0: And welcome to the very first episode, everybody. We hope that you all enjoy what you hear today.
1: All right. How you doing, Josh?
0: I'm doing doing okay, man. My week's been okay so far, being that it's Monday. Of... <laughs> what about <laughs> yeah. you, dude? How you doing?
1: So it goes. I've been I've been pretty good, you know. Lots of lots of stuff going on yeah. in the world right now. Yeah. Um so let's do like just a quick rundown here of what we're gonna be talking about. Um I think the first and the biggest thing that we really want to talk about in here is Warner Brothers and their first deal to return films to theaters first in 2022 Um, 2021 of course they were all released in theaters but also directly to video right simultaneous HBO yeah yeah so we're gonna do that first uh we're gonna talk about the fast nine trailer we're gonna talk about the Army of Dead trailer and uh, what is what is sure to be a lively discussion about um, Zach Snyder and all his Snyderness. Yep. Uh, we're gonna to touch in tech news real quick about the DJI Air 2s, uh, which I'm just sort of getting into the drone kind of world. I don't know about you, Josh, but like, I don't know. It seems like a wild kind of situation.
0: Oh, totally. I was just looking through the specs over the past couple of days and just what people have been saying about it. And I mean, in terms of drone stuff, DJI has kind of been the leader and this drone seems like it's no exception to that fact. I mean, a lot of the, you know, we'll get into it, but it seems like something that is going to uh, kind of pave a way for a new kind of drone in this marketplace, more of a consumer yeah. style, but we'll get into all that stuff.
1: Yeah. Um Uh, And then to finish it off, if there's time, um, which I guess there will be time because we don't really have a time limit on this. We want to touch on Lord of the Rings uh, and their Amazon series. Uh, And then I really want to talk about, if we have the time, uh, Mads Mikkelsen, who I adore.
0: I would love to talk about him. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yes. Um, So that's what's coming up on this episode of Pixel Splitters. And um, let's let's swing on back to the top there. And yeah, so. Let's start with this, Josh. Like, where did you land on the whole uh, HBO Max getting first releases at the same time as their release in theaters and and like that kind of world?
0: So I didn't have a huge issue with it, mostly because I'm not a filmmaker who's trying to make their money back and I'm not a studio who's trying to make their money back on this stuff. Um, Yeah. But, you know, it's weird because 2020 was unprecedented for pretty much everybody and you couldn't go see things in theaters for at least eight months, if not longer. Some people, some theaters opened earlier than that. Some opened later than that. Some still aren't open right now. Um, So that was the only way to see films, you know? I mean, I know Nolan had released Tenet and there was a couple other big films that needed to be released and they pushed it and they did terribly in the box office because of it. But I didn't have an issue because I still got to see movies that came out, you know? I get that some of them needed to be theater experiences, like we talked a little bit about uh, Godzilla versus Kong and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, I didn't have a massive issue with it. Tenant being one of those films that it kind of needed to be seen in theaters, but I, I I got to see movies that I wanted to see, you know, and that that's all I really yeah. you know cared about at the end. But what about you, man?
1: I mean, so I'm I'm kind of in the same camp. I I i don't go to the movie theaters nearly as much as i used to um which is you know sad for me yeah uh i do love the experience and all that kind of stuff but when it first came out i was like okay like yeah like i I think i'm fine with that you know like it's a way for these movies to actually be seen which is something that you know wouldn't necessarily be be true otherwise right all of the releases in 2021 being that kind of thing strikes me as kind of odd Mm -hmm. um it seems I mean I get it they were probably you know doing a blanket kind of thing but there are certain films that was in Warner Brothers list of films coming out that they you know are due for December November releases where hopefully fingers crossed you know wow. we're we're in more of a place where we can go and see things in the theaters again so them doing all of them kind of struck me as weird um like you were saying Godzilla versus Kong I think it's something that me watching on my 50 inch like flat screen TV, like that doesn't sound like a lot of fun. No, I don't think I'd get anywhere near the experience from it. Um, So I don't know, but also here I am, like it's been out for like a couple weeks now and I I still haven't gone to the theater to see it. Um,
0: Right. Oh, you haven't seen it at all. Have you seen it at all yet?
1: I haven't. Okay. No. All
0: right.
1: Okay. Cause I'm in that point where I'm like, Oh yeah. Like I have to see this movie in the theaters. Like it's, meant for that right um but me finding time to go to a theater and i like it's, it's one of those i feel like i should clarify too i don't necessarily feel like that it's dangerous to go to a theater or something like that you know like i feel like yeah. they've kind of got it figured out to a degree that I've, i I'd feel comfortable going i just haven't felt found the time and i think part of that is i've had a year of just films at my fingertips totally
0: yeah. Like, no, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's it's weird because I think the reason why they're slating all the films from the for the remainder of this year, at least from uh, Warner Brothers, to be simultaneous releases, is because they're scared. Because they're like, we've lost so much money on all of the, like, what was it? James Bond. How many big ticket movies? Black Widow, James Bond, Mm -hmm. Dune. All of these were, we had trailers for them two years ago. And like, we never got, it was, oh, summer of, like, or late 2019 or something. Some of these were slated to come out and they just never did. Yeah. So I think they're nervous. They're like, we poured probably a billion dollars into these movies we need to be able to if if things do get worse which fingers crossed nothing happens if they do I think they're just trying to be prepared for that fact um, and I know filmmakers across the globe are not happy about that I get that um, because again like people like Nolan and Denis Villeneuve you can't really you can't those movies like a Nolan film he shoots it for IMAX like you, it, and the score is totally for IMAX like a Dolby theater sound system so I get it but it's like, would you rather someone see it, at or not see it at all? Or, you know, I... I well, that kind
1: of brings us to the question, if I can interrupt for yeah, a second. Yeah. Like, you had mentioned James Bond, and I think that's an interesting, like, case, because, like, does a James Bond movie lose its credibility because it's not coming out in at a certain time? You know what I mean? Like, it's not like... So, James Bond hasn't come out yet. And I don't yeah. think it's been slated for a release date
0: yet. I don't think so.
1: But... Would releasing that? What am I trying to say here? Would releasing that on like a home streaming network or something like that take away from it, or would would the length of time that you would wait for a James Bond movie take away from it? Does that you know what I'm saying?
0: I I think I'm picking up what you're putting down. Um, like like you like say so if since it's been two years since this was supposed to come out has yeah it is. Are people forgetting like losing interest in it basically is that what you're
1: yeah are people losing interest in it, especially since james bond has been around for so long right like you know if this was like a one-off kind of oh. new franchise or something like that gotcha there's a timeline where it's in the the pop culture like mentality right whereas james bond it's like you know we would be expecting another james bond movie in like a year or two anyway at this point right so like are we losing anything by really having just not a james bond movie during like covid times
0: that's a good point because people aren't just gonna forget about james bond like marvel is a different story because they were kind of i don't want to say like a flash in the pan type thing but they they struck gold with the first phase of their marvel series yeah but I think we're feeling that already with some of their new stuff. People aren't as interested in it. I mean, yeah, some of the new shows people are interested in, but I think as they're getting down to these second and third tier car- players in the the series, yeah, people might start to lose interest. Whereas James Bond, it's like, I mean, they have a new James Bond every decade or whatever, and it doesn't really matter. That's a weird one because I, I I kind of agree with you. I don't know, I don't know that it would matter. Like if, if No Time to Die came out in five years, I think it would do fine. Or, well, five yeah. years is a long time, but.
1: Well, yeah, that begs the question of like, well, would it be weird if, you know, we put, we had another James Bond, like a not Daniel Craig James Bond in there. Right. And then.
0: And then we go back to no time. Then we got another <laughs> Daniel <laughs> yeah. Craig James Bond.
1: That would be that weird. That would create the the shared universe people that would make them go insane. Like, yeah. you know. But um, let's let's bring it back for a second because we kind of said we were going to talk about the 2022. Uh, yeah. Yeah slate coming up here and here we are but like hey we established the baseline so exactly 2021 they released uh at the they're releasing at the same time streaming and in theaters 2022 i think they're saying they have a 45 day waiting period right before it can be released on streaming
0: right versus the traditional 90 day or longer depending how good it does in the box office like normally it's like yeah 90 days before they 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 pull it from theaters and then and but it used to be yeah. like oh it'll be out on dvd uh, in a year
1: like, like yeah <laughs> and that's sort of the thing that i think is is interesting is because this kind of stuff it's like we're shortening that time frame and like that time frame had already been really shortened from what it used to be i mean i remember like i go into like a yeah, going to a Virgin megastore or something and picking up like DVDs and being like, oh yeah, I saw that movie like a year and a half ago and it's like on the new releases. Right. You know, kind of, so. And like, I guess that's the whole conversation with this stuff is like, it's instant to home. You know what I mean? It's not like it's even like, so it's released and then you gotta wander to a Virgin megastore and then you gotta pick it, decide you wanna buy it and then you go home and then it sits on your shelf for how long? It's like this stuff is just at your fingertips. right?
0: And for this stuff, I mean, it said like like PVOD, which is just like paying for it on demand. Um, yeah. Because for some of it, it was just they're releasing it like right now. It's just simultaneous. So if like you subscribe to HBO Max, you got Godzilla vs Kong the same day that it released. Versus and this, they pushed it hard. They pushed it so hard, which I you know it makes sense. Um, yeah. But. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's, I don't really know. This is, it's really going to be an odd thing because it's not going to be just like, oh, now it's on Netflix and you can just watch it. It'll still be like, oh, here's HBO. You got to, or Amazon Prime or whatever, and you got to rent it for yeah. whatever it is, five bucks.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's the interesting thing, too, because that's, if you, if you think of like, um, I think it was Mulan that they mm-hmm. released it the same day, but it was $30 to, to watch it on Disney Plus, which you, are already paying for right which so that I guess that just gets into the like issues with the distributors because like that's it's more their problem because if you're doing a V so like I saw the VOD for Mulan it was like 30 bucks and I was like yeah okay I'm gonna pay 30 bucks to watch Mulan I'm gonna wait the extra time to just watch it. Yeah, get
0: for it for part of my subscription. I'm already paying for the subscription. Like I'll, pay, I'll watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so that becomes a question of like, okay, that like time period that we're working on there, is that the same as like when it would come to VOD anyway? You know what I mean? Like, so it's. I guess I'm getting a little over complex over here, but
0: no, I'm pick, I'm I'm hearing you. So I don't interesting yeah, to think about. It is, and and the other thing is like it's weird because they had to charge thirty bucks. I assume because they're like, well, you know, if it's a household, a family of four, or there's like three people in a, like, they're not all going to pay the $7 that they'd have to charge per person that they would normally yeah. get out of a movie theater. So they're like, well, we'll just do a $30, which
1: in you hindsight, to the movies for $7.
0: Well, okay. Back in the back 10 years ago <laughs> when it was seven 50 to go to a movie, <laughs> um, yeah. But it's like you see thirty dollars, I'm like, who did that? Who who did yeah. that? Seriously, thirty bucks, you don't even own it after that. Like I just yeah.
1: Well, and I can see the argument there because it's like it's thirty bucks, but like you go to the movies like either alone or with somebody, like you hit thirty bucks pretty quick with like, you know, refreshments and all that kind of stuff. You but- can.
0: But it's the experience. Like you're at the theater. Yeah. Like I would pay thirty bucks to go to see something in the theater with refreshments and whatever, versus paying thirty bucks to see something on my shitty, my crappy TV, no refreshments, or I had to buy them already. So I'm like, okay, we're 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 now stacking up thirty bucks plus whatever I ha- I already had to pay. Um, yeah. So it just kind of leaves a weird taste in at least in my mouth for that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, and I I think like that kind of touches on it. Of like, you know, I I think the studios and things like that are looking at from a timeline situation where it's like yeah look you're paying extra but you get it so quick and it's right in your house whereas the distributors are like um no like come have this experience and you know like be a part of our our whole
0: right deal right yeah which i think directors are on that train too which i get because they're they're not making movies to be seen at home really they're making them to be you know, well, they're making them to be seen, but a lot of them are the big block, yeah. but Like, blockbusters, like, that is is supposed to be in the theaters. Like, you don't go see Avengers or Transformers or Star Wars. Like, th- those are made to be seen with a crowd in a theater. Yeah. Um,
1: Which that's a whole other conversation we could get into of, like, is there a new subgenre, like, appearing here of movies that are high-quality studio movies that are just never intended to be you know, seen in a theater, like straight to DVD has been like a cursed, like sentence for the longest time. But is it still is, or is it just getting your film out to a a larger audience?
0: I don't know, man. It's with streaming and with what Disney's doing with star Wars and Marvel, like there's no, that the ceiling is, is gone. Like, it's just like they, I don't, I don't know what the exact figure was for some of the shows, but they were, blowing game of thrones out of the water with their budget, yeah. so i'm like the the, ceiling, yeah. the 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 peak is we can't even see it anymore so it's 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 it'll be really interesting to see what happens there yeah but but yeah
1: so speaking of franchises yeah <laughs> let's uh let's talk about that fast nine trailer <sighs> yeah, is it Fast Nine or is it just straight up F9?
0: I think it's F9 because I couldn't find I typed in Fast Nine and it was like it, it just comes up as F9. I don't think so it's So we're just on a keyboard now. I think it's just F9. On our way up. Exactly. I don't think there's any I mean, yeah, F9, whatever. Who cares? I'm gonna say fast nine.
1: Okay. Um I think I think with this franchise in particular, it's kind of become irrelevant. Totally. I'm like, there's one there's Fast and the Furious, there's two fast, two Furious. <laughs> Um, there's Furious. The, what Tokyo Drift was the third one, which was Fast
0: and Furious colon Tokyo Drift. <laughs> yeah,
1: and then after that, I have no idea what they're actually
0: called. The Fast and the Fear, the Fast and the Furious. Uh, that was the first one. No, you're thinking
1: of Fast and Furious. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fast and Furious, which yeah. was
0: the the which Justin Lin also directed. Um, yeah. Then Fast Five. Then I have no idea. F six, I have no idea. Furious yeah, seven, we got is into one. A furious,
1: okay, yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember what the eighth one was called. So, but doesn't matter. So, are you here for these movies?
0: I'm gonna be honest. I am. I wasn't for the first few because I'm not a car person. I'm sorry. I'm just not a car person. I like to look at cars, but I just don't know anything about them. Um, I got more into them as it hit that Fast Five. And on because I was like they don't care anymore. It's not just yeah. like an like a car person thing. It's a it's a blockbuster now, so now I'm yeah. I'm more invested. They're getting a bit away from, I don't know what they are now. We're we're getting to Anything. like Expendables <laughs> level. Like I don't know, um. But hey, as long as they keep pumping them out, I'll go see them. I don't care. What about you?
1: Well, that's one of the interesting things I think about this franchise in particular is like they carry through their characters more than I think anybody yeah. else. There's several characters now that have been dead in the franchise. Yeah, You know, uh, I think it was like furious six or seven where the villain from the second one comes back into play. Yeah. And like, you have to know who that person was, you know, and, and pull it in. And it's like, and it's amazing to me that like these somehow keep getting bigger and bigger. Like, like the big news is on this one that supposedly they're going to space, which is like a whole nother thing that we could talk about of like cars in space, <laughs> yeah. you know, which I think was a, an internet kind of, I don't want to say me, but like an internet, uh, idea. hundred percent. And yeah, so I, it's interesting. Cause like, I, I am a huge fan of this, this franchise from the beginning. I was like. I think I was like 16 when uh, the first Fast and Furious came out and like worked in a movie theater and like was like, oh man, like fast cars, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, And that was back, yeah, when it was still holding on to um, some semblance of of anything remotely related to physics.
0: Oh, 100%. Uh, Yeah.
1: (laughs) But. I don't know. I it, like it's one of those things that I, I I'm gonna go see it. It's very much a movie that you have to see in the theaters. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I've watched like uh, here we go, Fast Five or six or seven or some, one of them um, at home, and it's like it's fun, but like you don't feel it when the car impacts on the tank or whatever, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, I like I don't know. I will never not be here for a fast. It's we'll see if they go past 10.
0: Listen, they were supposed to stop. I think while they were supposed to stop at six, seven and eight, I think
1: I'm pretty sure. I remember reading at one point that Vin Diesel and, um, Brian, uh, Paul. Paul, Yeah. Yeah. We're like, we're going to do 10 and then call it. (laughs) Which
0: I love it. I'm here for like it.
1: i guess you know like i i'm I'm totally here for it yeah like i will be first in line for fx you know because they'll be able to go with the oh yes. the, the roman numeral and then yes they can just, you know work up to 30 and do a fast you know a fast and furious triple x crossover you know oh my playing both characters um but yeah so i Eleven, though, it's like it, the concept of Fast and Furious 11 has the same kind of mentality for me as like the first movies after Avengers Endgame. I'm like, I still love these franchises, but it, that's going to feel like a period to me. Yeah. And I'm like, we'll see where I land afterwards. And we'll see how many people they can keep calling back. If like it's still the whole crew and they're just like, yeah, we're going to Mars. Um, I don't know how you keep escalating. Maybe they'll go start diving underwater. Dude. I don't know. Um, there was a submarine in one, right?
0: Yep, and they—it was a submarine, and they were driving across in a, like a frozen. I guess it was the ocean, apparently, because it's a freaking huge sub, uh, and it was like, yeah. yeah, yep, and cars and planes and skyscrapers and the whole nine.
1: They do tend to always anchor it back to cars, which I appreciate.
0: They do, and they no. use real car. It's not like they use real cars; like it's yeah. it's their legit cars, real car models, like. Uh, yeah they, they do their research um but I, I mean i love how meta is getting like in the trailer tyrese literally says like we had planes and trains and now there's a yeah. there's a like they understand And he basically says this is nuts i'm like this is yeah. I, I like that they know that it's ridiculous because it makes it's it better probably
1: one of the most self-aware franchises yeah out there like it knows it's insane.
0: Do you think Vin Diesel knows that, though? Or do you think
1: everyone else yes. just knows that? Okay. <laughs> I think Vin Diesel <laughs> loves how insane this is. Yeah. I think he's, like, in that, like, same vein as, like, Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible kind of thing of, like, you know, I'm going to do whatever. Like, what can I drive a car and do this time? Yep. Um, but. Yeah. Um. So the other one. If I don't know, do you have anything else to say about the Fast and the Furious franchise?
0: Not um not really. Oh, actually I did have one thing. I I love the fact that they use for such a big blockbuster and with such ridiculous stuff going on, they use a mix of practical and and CGI that a lot of people don't do. Like I had a hard time differentiating what was real and what was fake. And, I mean, some of it yeah. was clearly fake, but some of it I'm like, "No, that could be real" because I know that like in Fast 5 or whichever one had the bank heist, um, that yeah, safe was the, real, so I'm like that. Yeah. Like they do a good mixture of that, which I can respect. I mean, a lot of people would say, "No, that's way too expensive. Just do it in CG." So that's the only thing I wanted to say is like. The- well,
1: and I wonder if that's like I, I'd be interested to like take a look and see if like the cat not the cast, but the crew that works on this is the same crew over and over and over again, right? Because I know like practical, th- practical car moves and whatnot was a big thing in like the first one and the second one. Yep. Um, Because I've watched the behind the scenes documentaries for both. Right. um, And the commentary. Nice. But uh, I wonder if it's like, okay, in each movie, they're figuring out how to do this stuff practically. And then the same guys come back and they're like, okay, so last time when we were dragging these safes down the, the road, like this is how the physics works. So, like, that same physics could be applied to, you know, driving this car down the side of a mountain. Like, you know, I don't know.
0: I would hope so. It would make it way easier for them. They just yeah. had the same yeah. people being like, "Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. We'll make a a, a truck it's interesting. flip I guess,
1: over." Shout out to um, car choreographers. Yeah, I don't even know what that role would be.
0: I would. Yeah, it's got it's like stunt driver, and it's got to be it's just their stunt team, like their stunt choreographers yeah. and stuff, and their stunt coordinators and stuff. Shout out to all those guys, and, and their set designer, everything. Like they, yeah, it's nuts. It's truly insane what they're able to pull off. I mean, they do have a. You know, hundred millions of dollars to play with, but you know,
1: yeah, yeah, bankable. Exactly.
0: For sure. <laughs> so, I honestly, the first time I saw the trailer for the very f- the the first time I saw the first trailer for the Army of the Dead, I had no idea what this was going to be like. I kind of thought it was mm-hmm. going to be really stupid, and I'm a Zack Snyder fan, quote unquote, for whatever you know. Take that with whatever you will, but, <laughs> um. So I thought it was going to be really, really stupid, just judging by the premise. But then, dude, this trailer actually kind of blew me away. <laughs> I don't know about you, but what, what did you think of it when you first saw it?
1: So I am very much not a Zack Snyder fan. I know. I, I have respect for some of the stuff uh, that he does. Some. Um, but I, I'm i intrigued by parts of it. Yeah. Um I'm intrigued by how he's going to play with uh, zombies that are fast and intelligent and, you know, can move around. Um, The intelligence part worries me a little bit because I feel like we're just going to get some like kind of weird zombie drama that isn't (laughs) really going to work. Yep. Um, Yep. But so I'm intrigued by parts of it. It feels it awful lot like a video game yeah oh
0: my god i was gonna say this feels like dead rising and left for dead and like all of yeah. these things mashed into one yeah yeah
1: it, even if there's like some of the some of the scenes and some of the shots just like feel like cinematics from a game you, you know what i mean yeah. and like i'm super excited for david bautista like love him and like i'm ex- excited about like the concept i don't know i was watching the trailer and like I was a little disappointed when it got to the zombie part Mm -hmm. because the first part of that trailer is amazing. Right. And I'm like super here for it. And part of me really wishes that they just never mentioned anything about it being a zombie movie. Mm -hmm. You know, just like, oh, yeah, the team that they are is called the dead and it's the army of the dead and like, you know, like a misdirect like that. And then like, so we get this first 20 minutes when you go in there, this first half hour when you go in there, that's like, these guys gearing up to like do this bank heist or whatever. Right. And then like without any warning, it becomes a zombie movie. Sure. I think that would have been an amazing turn. Um, that
0: would have been awesome.
1: I had a similar experience with, uh, from dusk till dawn. Yeah. I went into that movie not knowing it was a vampire movie. It's <laughs>
0: perfect. That's perfect.
1: Um, <laughs> And yeah, got about, uh, got about 20 minutes in and then vampires showed up and I was like, Yep. Happening And that like pulled me so much deeper into the movie. So I don't know. I thought that would be cool. You know, I'm here for the beginning, but then it got very kind of like, you know, I went to lock and load and, and sort of take a less passive role, I guess. Yep.
0: Yep. Even so, it, like the whole casino part. I totally video game. hundred percent. The only, yeah. so this is why I say I'm a fan of Zack Snyder. I don't think he is the best writer or director per se. I like his style. And I like what he can do with like within yeah. the frame that he's shooting. And since he is doing the cinematography on this, which is cool, um, yeah. which is also like, dude, how shallow can we get with the depth of field? Like what <laughs> what are we shooting? Like a 0.95? Like what is this right now? Yeah. Like how he, do you <laughs> shut on
1: recased old. Yeah, cannon vintage, glass, right? yeah vintage, yeah, vintage cannon
0: glass, which is awesome. I mean, it looks great. Well, yeah, it looks interesting.
1: Um
0: and this the colors are very it feels like a video. It does feel like a video game. Like it's desaturated yeah. a bit, like a little muted. But I don't know. It has this whimsical feeling to it. It's not like his super high contrast, super dark. Like it's just kind of a little different. Um, or that's yeah. how I took it. But
1: yeah, I I'm I'm intrigued by it. I again getting to a theme here. I don't really feel any uh, inkling to go see it in the theaters.
0: No. Uh, well, isn't it a Netflix thing only?
1: Oh, yeah, you're right. What am I talking about? No, so there you go. Um,
0: Good. Uh, he knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, all right. You've hit your audience sec. Um. But, yeah, I mean, I think it's... um. I'm intrigued, but I'm ready to be disappointed. Oh, yeah. that makes
0: sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, so. I, like, it's weird because I just, after I watched this trailer, I, I went back and refreshed on his Dawn of the Dead remake that he did. And I was like, oh, maybe it's going to be kind of like an homage to that. Not even close. It's literally like no. night and day. That movie is straight up just a, like a zombie horror movie that was,
1: you know. Um, that's one of his first films, right? I
0: think it's the first feature that he did, yeah. which is pretty nuts. I actually kind of which enjoy is, that
1: movie. Um, which, which, is which is interesting because I wonder if that's, and I haven't seen that movie in a long time, so I don't remember much of it. Yeah. But I wonder if, like, because one of my big here we go. One, <laughs> one of my biggest, uh, Complaints with Zack Snyder is that like he seems to go too far. Too far isn't exactly the right phrase, but like I wonder if Dawn of the Dead is is something um that's a little bit better for him because it was his first feature and the studios were not like, "Yeah, go do whatever you want."
0: Yeah, he he you know had I mean? some reins that he had. Yeah, he kind of had yeah, a leash on him, which,
1: and I I think that's something that makes him a better filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like even, even could be positioned as that's why he works better with like comic book adaptations, because there is like a structure and things mm. like that. That's, you know, he's kind of confined to right. As opposed to like sucker punch that absolute Ooh. catastrophe of a movie. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's all up for today.
0: Wait, was that I his suppose. only original movie? Yep. Yep. Whoa. Yep, that's nuts. Everything else had major
1: source material. Three hundred comic book, Watchmen, comic comic book, book graphic novel, uh, DC. All of the DC stuff. Yeah. Wow. And that's why I have like a very um, strong belief that he can't write for crap, (laughs) and the only thing that's ever saved his movies is strong source material.
0: Yeah, I can. Yeah, because he doesn't, and even his directing style. Again, he should just. I don't want to tell him what to do, but I feel like (laughs) he should be a cinematographer (laughs) or something. I don't know. It's like Michael Bay. I'm like, you need to be just an action guy. Like you need, they need to call you in to do an action sequence, not, not to do scripts, not to do directing. Don't direct people, but direct an action sequence because you can do that really well.
1: I would. That's an interesting thing. And we'll have to earmark this for uh, another conversation, but that's something I'd be really intrigued to see is like, and I don't want it to become, like, a standard or anything, but, like, a, a piecemeal film of, like, action scenes by Michael Bay, yeah. uh comedy by John Favreau. Like, yeah. I don't know how that would possibly work, you know? But, like, it would certainly be an interesting experiment. I, I, I suppose, like, did you ever see Four Rooms by Ooh. kind of Quentin Tarantino? Uh,
0: yes, yeah.
1: So Four Rooms is, like, a, a film that's got four parts to it Mm -hmm. one in each room uh i feel bad so one of them is directed by quentin tarantino one of them is directed by robert rodriguez and then the other two are directed by two other directors whose names are are escaping me at the moment um Mm -hmm. but it's like a you know each of them has their own kind of style has their own story but it's got like an overarching kind of theme to it which Mm. it's interesting it's not a a great movie but it's an interesting um take yeah
0: yeah absolutely
1: cool so you want to get into a little bit of tech news yeah
0: let's go into some tech news um all right so the dji air 2s yes this is there any real competitor i want to ask you this is there any real competitor to dji right now in the space of drones like come on there can't be
1: i i don't think so i mean there is like there I remember there was Parrot for a while. Yeah. Um, but I think they've gone more into like uh agriculture and um infrastructure drone work. Ah, uh, gotcha. Like, you know, uh monitoring like cell towers and things like that, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. Not so much in the consumer market. And then there's like I think it's Attel, which I'm like couldn't name any one of their, you know, drones. But right. um Yeah, it's it's DJI's probably got the market kind of cornered on that kind of one. Right. Um, and yet they keep releasing more and more models. I, like That's my biggest thing with them is I'm like, I can't keep track of what each drone does.
0: Right. like what differentiates you know?
1: them. Yeah. Like, so there's the Mavic, the Mavic Pro, the Mavic Air the Mavic 2. two. The, the not Mavic, just the Mini 2. Yep. And now the, two, the Mini 2S, it, like there's... I feel like there's not enough separating these two or five or 12. Models. Yeah. Oh,
0: and that's just the consumer ones. Like there's the whole phantom and inspire lines and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So, I mean, I, I, I'm still, like, I have a drone. I have a, I have a Mavic mini. Yep. Um, it's fine. Um, it does what I need it to do. Um, it won't fly at my house, which is really sad because I live too close to an airport. So I have to go somewhere to, practice and fly anywhere
0: no that's so sad Super annoying
1: (laughs) yeah um but the the biggest thing i i guess with these with these drones is the camera right
0: yeah but the crazy thing is since we're moving up to a one inch sensor on this it's like the mavic 2 uh or the pro versions like they have one inch sensors um the same megapixel count but like the mini was like forty five or something because it was a half inch sensor, so they could like pack. Yeah. So, but unlike like twenty twenty is plenty, um, and yeah, especially if you're in a one inch sensor. Like, exactly. Yeah. Um, but it's I don't know five point four K at thirty frames per second. You could do one hundred twenty frames at ten eighty, which is nuts. Like that's yeah. for a
1: drone. That's crazy,
0: yeah. Actually, it says thirty-one. There's thirty-one minute flight time, which is the same as the Mavic Pro. I wonder what it is if you're shooting five and a half k,
1: though. That's a really interesting thought because that's definitely something they wouldn't advertise. No. But like oh, it's five minutes with
0: five like. k. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. You get up there, shoot, and then it comes back down.
0: Right, because there's no. I mean, we as we know, there's no it it diff it differs like if you're shooting 4k or 8k it's gonna drain your battery a lot faster than if you're shooting 1080p or 8 or sd yeah um
1: probably probably less heating issues though because it's up in the air totally it's windy totally yeah um so i don't know like and the other thing to to talk about on these is is the price point so that this new one's going in at 999 right yep which is more expensive than the not S which yep. one would hope yep. um but not that much cheaper than the the pro one right um, i think the pro one's like 1599 which i want to live in a world where 600 bucks is not that much of a difference but right right uh, um you know uh, it's uh like I, it's a weird it's a weird point for me i guess it's just a step up from the 2 and like incremental change for the sake of incremental change, right?
0: Yeah, but it's weird because the original Mavic I remember when it dropped because that was like, Oh my god, drones are small now, you don't have to bring a freaking Pelican case with you every time you want to yeah. get your Phantom out. Um, <laughs> I think it was the same price, I think it was a thousand bucks. And that drone was like, Not that this isn't crazy, but it's you know, they've updated the sensor a, a tiny bit, they've added better, uh, like piloting assistance. It doesn't have the same sensors, which is weird. Like it only has four sensors versus like the left and right. It's like up, down, backwards, and forwards. That's what I read at least. Versus like the air or the uh, the mini has up, down, backwards, forwards, and left and right. I don't know how much of a difference that's going to actually make. Um, but
1: I mean, I guess it all comes down. Like I feel like they're just continually working on this tech. Yeah, right. Like it's just like oh yeah, it's better in wind. It's better in. I'm just like, I don't want another thing where I have to buy a new one every two years.
0: I know they're going the Apple route of like, we're going to, they release a drone every year, pretty much, I think. And I'm like, I don't know which ones are discontinued, which ones aren't. Cause you know, you go and look for accessories for your drone and they discontinue Yeah. and you can't get batteries for it anymore. You can't get like extra propellers or anything. Like I went on to try and get, uh, to try and order like a, I forget what it was. It was like a Mavic Air. It, it was one of the ones they just discontinued. It's like, nope, you can't get them anymore. I'm like, well, this drone yeah. is still on sale. How can you not? Well, I,
1: <laughs> and I feel like that times it, like from what I've experienced with DJI, like they're kind of a ruthless company. Yeah. And I almost give them props for it because they're straight up front about a lot of it. Yeah. You know, where they're like. No returns at all. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no returns. We're not we're not no no if you want to repair it you got to send it to some other company we're not going to do it yep Let's find somebody in your neighborhood and then like the thing that really makes me laugh is when the faa passed their regulations that said you had to get a license for any drone over 250 grams yeah <laughs> so their next line of drones comes out and it's 249 grams and it's like oh that's a that's a boss move that's very clearly a slap in the face to the faa and oh, yeah. like i kind of give them props for that i
0: guess respect i mean they don't care
1: yeah or they're like we're dji we're the only ones yeah what are you gonna do buy not a dji drone like
0: yeah go get a karma or something like
1: yeah <laughs> the GoPro. <laughs> so that'll be interesting actually when sony's drone pops out um yeah which not really in the same like consumer space, but.
0: But that's the thing. Like all of these other companies that are even producing drones at all, they're so far behind at this point that what are they going to do? Like Sony, yeah. Sony's new drone looks incredible. The fact that you can mount uh, a mirrorless camera on it is awesome. It's a little sketchy. Cause like you're putting your mirrorless camera on a drone, but, but like, it looks (laughs) like it's going to be incredible. And what Sony does is awesome. Um, but Can't there's, wait to
1: have something that costs $2,000, 400 feet above me.
0: Exactly. Plus, not including the freaking drone. It's like... <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, which, So, I'm sure it's going to be great, but it's not going to... They, they're so far ahead. DJI is so far ahead at this point. Yeah. It's going to be so hard for anyone to catch up to them unless they are just, you know, making the same quality drones for half the price. Yeah. Which is yeah. just... I don't think it's going to happen. I don't know, man.
1: I... I, like I said at the top, I'm just starting to get into drone stuff. Yeah, I hated it for a long, long time because I, I used to have to try and figure out the uh, the regulations when there were no regulations. Yep, I'm not going down that road right now. Nope. Um, shout out to Vox Media. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I don't. It, we'll see. We will. I don't. I don't care for this planned obsolescence. I don't think anybody does, but I think it's the world we live in. So.
0: Consumerism, man. As long as people will buy it, they're going to keep making them. Yeah. You know?
1: Hooray. Yay. Yay. So this is a very franchise-heavy episode.
0: It is, but I'm okay with it.
1: Like, even DJI is kind of, like, franchising. Totally.
0: <laughs> so every single thing has been franchised, <laughs> but I don't even care. Is this, should we just, like,
1: <laughs> rename this podcast Franchise just Twitter? Just Franchise. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Franchisers.
1: Yeah. Um. On that note. Yeah. Like my segue here? Yep. That was good. Um, that was great. A little bit less now, I guess, that I've, I've called it out. But eh, uh, whatever. Amazon.com and the Lord of the Rings.
0: Yeah. This um, this just popped up onto my, onto my feed a couple days ago, and it. I don't know. So I'm. I don't know about you. Are you a big Lord of the Rings fan? I'm not a huge Lord of the Rings fan. I like the movies enough. I think I saw them too late. My parents wouldn't let me see them when I was a kid because they were too violent. So I just <laughs> nice. I didn't see them until I was in like high school or something. And by then I was like I don't really care that much. And I didn't read the books. I read The Hobbit, which I yeah. I enjoyed The Hobbit. But I don't. What do you? What are your thoughts on Lord of the Rings overall?
1: So I am a huge Lord of the Rings fan. Nice. Um, the movies, especially have like a very like near and dear like place in my heart i actually when i was in high school i got to go to the new york premiere of the fellowship of the rings oh, that's awesome at the Zigfield theater and like you know it, so like that whole film series has like a very dear like place in my heart the hobbits not so much yeah. the hobbit movies could have been two movies could have probably been one movie. could have been I, one i'll give them two i haven't seen the third one the Uh, battle of the five armies which like is on my list of like whenever I have an extra three hours to kill right like sit down and watch that it's also in the same vein that we talk about of like can I really watch this movie not in theaters yeah but when it comes to and I haven't read too much about this this series uh, just it's outlandish budget but like I don't know what it's based on or if it's original content just in the world I don't know how much I'm excited about Lord of the Rings content, you know, what I mean? like mm. in that I feel like so much of like fantasy and sci-fi movies and series these days have like hints of it in there already because like the movies were such a huge impact on pop culture and things like that and the books themselves, like totally. I'm really embarrassed that I said the movies before the books because the <laughs> books are way huger, uh, you know, influence on, on pop culture and right. like society and things like that. So like, I feel like, I don't know. I, I want to hear more about what the story is going to be. I'm sure our, like whoever's listening is probably screaming at me about like what <laughs> it's actually going on and why I should be excited. But I, it feels to me like something that Amazon is throwing a ton of money at with the hope of brand recognition, which I guess is what so much of this stuff is, but like... Yeah. I don't
0: know. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. I think that... Well, first, let me just start off by saying the first season of this show is going to cost $465 million. Like, that...
1: That's absolutely bonkers.
0: ...is insane. And the whole series is going to cost a billion dollars. That's what they said. A billion freaking dollars.
1: That's, have they... Have they- Wait. So the whole is it like a limited run? Is it like
0: apparently not? Apparently pulled to
1: two seasons or something like that.
0: Oh, actually, I don't know about that. It could be a limited run, but whatever the the full thing is going to be, it could only be judging by four hundred sixty five million. It's got to only be two seasons. (laughs) (laughs) Let me check your math. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah. So, but apparently, it's supposed to be like a prequel whatever that mm-hmm. means, I mean, just about Middle-earth. Oh, I don't know if it's yeah. going to be, like, sourced from, like, Tolkien or anything.
1: Oh, yeah, so I remember reading something about that, that it takes place, like, in in the first age yeah. of, like, back when Sauron, before Sauron was Sauron and all that kind of stuff. Right, right. Um, See, that made me go, hmm, okay. Okay. Right? But but if they're but, like, making
0: it up, like if it's not something that was yeah already had source material to it, I feel like a lot of people will be turned off by that.
1: Yeah. But well, and this again, we'll, we'll, this can be a whole other conversation that we could get into sometime, but like, yep. is like, if you don't have with something like Lord of the Rings, if you don't have the inherent fan base on board,
0: mm-hmm.
1: is there enough of a casual viewer that It's still going to do well. I mean, it's like it's going to do well, like, well, yeah, yeah. It's it's big enough that, like, it's going to be a cultural thing and people will watch it because they want to talk about it at the water cooler, mm-hmm. um, or on Zoom meetings, whatever, right? Exactly. However, maybe, <laughs> um, I don't know, yeah. I'm,
0: I mean, I think it's going to be it's because it's weird because Star Wars, it's kind of in a really similar vein to Star Wars, not now, but like when the first. Uh, trilogy was out because it's they're both fantasy and they're both kind of niche things um but you're right like there's enough of a fan base regardless i think even if no new people watch it it's gonna do fun it's gonna do numbers how they're gonna recoup a billion dollars by putting this on amazon i don't really know but um
1: merchandising
0: yeah i guess it's gotta be merchandising it's freaking gotta Um, be a billion dollars the
1: the star wars analogy is interesting because so there's like the original trilogy of movies that people love Mm -hmm. and then there's the follow-up trilogy of movies that people did not love nope and now we're going into like a third like it's a tv series so it's not really a trilogy but like a third installment that kind of if you were going from the star wars model like split fans and kind of i don't know I don't. We shouldn't get into Star Wars. That's one franchise. Too much. Yeah,
0: that's That's where. We're, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs>
1: I don't know. I'll be. Uh, I mean, uh, like, again, I'm sitting here like I'm not gonna watch it, but I'm gonna watch it. Like, of course. I mean, it's just too close to me that I might hit you watch it, depending on. But you know, they'll drop the trailer and then I'll be off to the races.
0: Totally, and I do want to see who is involved because I've re- literally only read about the budget and what. Roughly, it's going to be based on, but I have no yeah. idea who's involved. Is Peter Jackson involved anymore? I don't know. Is anyone like, obviously, it's way before, so it's not going to be you know the, yeah. the cast, but I have well, no idea.
1: That's the thing. So, like, you got to keep in mind there that the, the elves are like immortal. Oh, that's much right. In this, you know what I, I like? Um,
0: old ass Orlando Bloom, like,
1: <sighs> well, no, like. Hugo Weaving is who I'm thinking of, who was yeah. like alive in the times of like the battles, original battles with Saruman. But yep. um oh,
0: he's another. Uh, this is totally random, but he's another huge franchise actor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome.
1: Speaking of huge franchise actors, yes, I want to, I want to, I want to hit on my boy. Yeah, real quick. Yeah, Mads Mikkelsen is possibly one of my favorite actors.
0: He's killing it.
1: And he's in every single franchise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's in Avengers. He's or he's in the MCU. Star Wars. He's in Star Wars. He's in James Bond. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot about he's that. <laughs> in, yeah. He's in uh he just signed and this is what what brought him up on my feed is he just signed on for Indiana Jones. And Harry Potter and harry potter (laughs) i'm like the dude like and he keeps putting out these films that he's amazing incredible like like and not even like franchise but like small things like uh, uh, uh what's the one that's up for the oscar this year um another round yep yep um where he like him and his buddies are just staying drunk all the time yeah um and he just put out a trailer earlier, uh, and I'm not gonna remember the name of it all. I know or, what you're talking about, showings, and I don't remember
0: but, it either, but um Yeah,
1: where he plays like a, a revenge like a taken esque kind of uh revenge character, and I'm like right. the guy just like
0: He's got range, it's so man so
1: fascinating that he's down for these huge things. He pretty much always plays a villain. Yeah. Um well
0: Yeah well in star wars he I'm was like Ch- oh yeah
1: okay like yeah yeah redeemable he yeah. was kind of a villain designed a Death really, star Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> he designed it with that hole in it though so
1: yeah um that's true.
0: oh the movie um, was uh uh was it riders of justice yes yeah okay riders
1: of justice yeah um where he goes and kills a biker guy yes um for yeah <laughs> the yeah. only other one that i can think of uh that he's a good guy in is, um, the Clive Owen King Arthur. Oh, you saw that? Yeah.
0: Oh, I didn't see that. Oh man.
1: You gotta, (laughs) I've seen that movie more times than I should admit. Really? Okay. You gotta go back and look at the cast of that movie because all of them are famous now.
0: Okay. All right. It's
1: like, it's, so it's Clive Owen and Keira Knightley are like King Arthur and and Guinevere. Yep. Um, who else is in it? Uh, Ray Stevenson's in it okay. before he went into uh departed, Mads Mikkelsen, um uh hold on, wait here. Oh, let me
0: just Yeah, I'm pulling it up. Uh Joel Edgerton.
1: Yeah, he was the one I was trying to think of. Yeah.
0: Stellan Skarsgård. Uh, Stellan Skarsgård
1: and possibly one of my fa- favorite villains oh of all time. Oh my god. Um <laughs> It's just like it's it's the most ridiculous cast before any of them were famous. Yeah. Um so I don't, I don't we were talking about King Arthur I'll check it out. It's early two thousands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not it's not bad, it's not a good movie by any stretch, but it's like it's solid. Um
0: That's okay. I said I liked Zack Snyder
1: it, earlier, so <laughs> it wants to be gladiator, yeah. is what I'll say, but it's not. <laughs> um so yeah, man. It, Mads Miggleson is dope. He's
0: He'll reaching. Uh, we we. The only reason I bring her up is because we talked about her before. But he's reaching like Zoe Saldana level franchisee. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome.
1: Zoe Saldana, who's like, can't be touched. Yeah, we gotta get we gotta get him in the uh, the Avatar franchise.
0: Yeah, and if they do any more pirates movies and Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, Ooh, <laughs> Star Trek. Yeah,
1: I don't know if we're getting a Star Trek spell. Uh, Um, I don't know. It's a little depressing that we can just be like, look at all these franchises. I know.
0: You know what's Um, weird? Is Justin Lin directed the last Star Trek movie. Yes. And I hated it.
1: Yes. I don't even remember anything about that movie.
0: Me neither. I just It popped up when I was looking up Justin Lin earlier and I'm like, oh my God. I don't remember Mm -hmm. that movie at all.
1: I still maintain that I want uh, J.J. Abrams to direct a reboot of Stargate. Yes. Uh, so he can get the star hat trick of Star Trek, Star Wars, and Star. Trek. Oh
0: my God, he has to! Oh my God, and bring back, uh, uh, um, Kurt Russell. <laughs> yes,
1: and uh, and what's his name there? Uh, Ultron.
0: Oh, uh, Bettany? No. No, no, no. Um, um, Spader.
1: Yes, James Spader. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah. So J.J. Abrams, take note. When you hear this podcast, you get on the, the Stargate train. Please do it. I would
0: love My and mom James would Cameron, love it. Get
1: get get Mads Mikkelsen and, uh into the Avatar.
0: Franchise. Oh, 100%. You got three movies lined up, James. You can throw him in yeah. one of them. Come on. Yeah. He can be a blue person.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. All right. I think right. that's everything that we were going to talk about there. I think anything so. Else?
0: Not really. Um, no, I don't really have anything else.
1: A, Get a recommendation on something we should be watching?
0: I do. And the only reason I'm going uh, to, this is my recommendation for today is because I just saw that they are releasing another season of Love, Death, and Robots uh, yes. on May 14th, which is really soon. And I don't know if anyone has seen... If no one has seen this yet, you have to watch it. Because, first of all, created and written by David Fincher and Tim Miller. And if you don't know who they are, you really have to watch more movies. Um, And it's just an anthology series, sci-fi, with incredible animation, incredible storytelling, great acting, and just stuff you've never seen before. It's very not safe for work. So I would say if you're... (laughs) Disturb, don't watch it at work. Yeah, don't watch it at work. Or if you're <laughs> disturbed by like content that's gory or you know anything like that, maybe not might not be for you. But it's there are literally uh, shorts in there for every single type of person, all, all sorts of different genres in there. So highly highly recommend checking that first season out before the second one drops on May 14th because I it's one of the favorite thing my favorite things that they've done in a very long time. So what about you? You got one?
1: I do um mine is not recent um but it's it's funny like you said tim Miller, and i freaked out for a second but um i was also i was thinking about uh what the and robots there um when i saw the trailer drop today i was like josh is gonna do this one yeah yeah um,
0: <laughs> i i think i tagged you on facebook i was like dude <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah
1: yeah um i i really want to shout out and i really want to recommend um there's a cartoon from the early Uh, two thousands uh
0: i think i know what you're gonna say
1: 2002 2003 it's called clone high
0: oh okay clone high
1: clone high is a uh a cartoon made by uh phil lord and chris miller um not tim miller before they did uh Lego movie and jump street, 21 jump street, all that kind of stuff. And it's the premise around it is, uh, a bunch of clones of famous historical people all in high school together. Uh, JFK, Cleopatra, Abraham Lincoln, uh, Joan of Arc, Gandhi, and like dozens others all going to high school together and dealing with, it's like a high school romp comedy. And the vocal work in it is amazing. It's like Will Forte does Abe Lincoln. Yes. Dick's all over there. Krista Miller, Michael McDonald. Like, there's so many great names attached to it. And it, too, just got picked up for another season. Um, Okay. Coming out. I don't think there's a date out for it. It's going to be on HBO Max. Um, Okay. The original was on Comedy Central, I believe.
0: Gotcha. Um,
1: And it... I don't know. It has... Some of the best one liners of, of all time. Um definitely check it out. I think all the episodes are on YouTube at this point. Um and yeah, just some really solid, great like all the comedy that you see in the Lego movie is like originates from this show.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Okay, I'm gonna actually have to check this out. Um all right. <laughs> oh wait, Bill Lawrence is involved? Yeah. What the what? Yeah. Okay. It's um and it only did oh, one yeah, season. Actually,
1: Yeah, one and done, far before it's time. Um, (laughs) And the principal uh, of of all of them is a a man named Dr. Cinnamon J. Scudworth. And I know I said earlier um, that there was possibly my favorite villain of all time, but uh, the insane principal trying to uh, to get all of the clones. uh, I won't give away too much, but um, (laughs) Dr. Scudworth is amazing. Gotcha. So,
0: all right, everybody check out clone high, do it. You're going to, yes. you're not going to robots it. and love death and robots. Yeah.
1: Death and robots.
0: Oh, I'm See looking at this thing. This is, I need to go on a, like a tangent on this, like not right now, but later, cause there's some crazy people in this show.
1: <laughs> yes. It's amazing. Cool. And there's huh? so many like, just like one line pop-ups, but yeah. Anyway. Um, all right, man. I think that'll, that'll bring us home for, uh, for episode one. Yeah. I think so. We're doing pretty good.
0: Yeah. I don't even know what the yeah. what we got for timing, but awesome.
1: I think we're just shy or just over an hour at this point. Oh, perfect. Yeah. That's, I think, where we're going to aim to keep these around. Yeah. Yeah. That went better than expected. It did. It did. thought we were rambling there for a while, but apparently not too bad.
0: I don't think... Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think we were because we didn't even... We would have gone so much longer than this. Um, yes. Do we want to do any sort of sign-off
1: or... Um, well, I mean, so... My name is Willis. Um, you can find me online on social media at Willis Film. Um, Josh, where can where can people find you online?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, my name's Josh, and you can find me on Instagram uh, at Josh J Fuller, and that's pretty much it for now.
1: Yeah. I have a Twitter I, I haven't tweeted in a long time.
0: Yeah, I don't I'm I don't, just gonna <laughs> like don't, People don't are gonna, gonna try and Twitter. find your Twitter now. Yeah. I know
1: it's uh, well. I've said, but um, yeah, I I, I'm mostly on Instagram too. Yeah. Um, So,
0: cool. All right, man.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that'll bring us home. Absolutely. Um,
0: Thank you, everyone, who listened to this episode, and uh, yeah, we hope to see you back here next week.
1: Next week, we'll have more more franchises to ramble about.
0: Exactly. Exactly. We're just gonna run through the same things again. Fast nine. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Well, fast ten. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's how fast
1: these things. (laughs) Yeah um all right man well let's uh we'll sign it off and uh I'll, I'll talk to you later cool sounds good man